Coming to you from the M&M Exterior Studio in Nooksville, Virginia, this is Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle, the introvert's extrovert. She talks to people so you don't have to. For now. What is your vision? Because I want to end this with a nice, concise um, storytelling of we heard your heart. Go back and Mm -hmm. listen if you haven't listened to her episode. Um, But I love when you shared with me that you have a bigger vision than just sharing some financial tips with some friends or with your banking clients and things like that. So, Amelia Stansell, what is your vision? All right. So, I have this vision and I'm reaching my purse to grab out my phone because part of this I want to read. Um, and I should have had this out already. Sorry. It's okay. but, um, so I, I, the person that pops up is my podcast that I was listening to when oh, I hear you. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my and I'm like, Oh, that's what's popping up on my phone right now. Um, and I totally meant to have all this stuff pulled up, but at least I meant my saved. Okay. That's so okay. my vision, mm-hmm. so you can go back and cut out <laughs> um, of my yabbering. So my vision is, um, is helping our community become more resilient. Again, I go back to, I am not a special snowflake. Mm -hmm. There is nothing that I have done that every other person in the world can't do. I mean, seriously, I, I came from nothing. Mm -hmm. I have a normal job. I have a normal life. I live within my means. I, all of these things. So these are all principles anybody can do. Um, and if you look at the, um, and when you do the Dave Ramsey thing, you'll hear his story. He's built himself out of the ashes. You talk about coming out of the ashes. He had went through bankruptcy, went through all of these things and rebuilt himself. And so, and from there, that's where his principles come from. And it's phenomenal. And so, um, so I look at it and, um, and I, and I keep kind of hearing God talking to me of my experiences that I've had and all these little things. And I changed companies last year and I now work for a credit union, which were a nonprofit, which changes things a little bit. And we're so, and I think God had a plan for that too, because I would never be able to do what I'm going to suggest doing working at a for profit bank. Okay. Because <laughs> the bank's been like, yeah, n- no. <laughs> um, do you realize how we make money? Um, so, <laughs> so that said, but, um, I have, um, a year ago, when I was going through my job change, I was out looking at stuff, and I'd just done the Dave Ramsey plan through church. And one of the things that he talked about is, imagine if your whole church went through this. And I was like, wow. Because imagine how much how much better off people in the church would be, how stronger relationships would be, how, um, how much, like, just better it would be for everyone. And then, of course, selfishly on the church side, how much more giving people could be, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, right? Mm-hmm. But imagine what a better situation the church would be in. And then I was out looking at jobs last year when I was trying to figure out the soul searching and I was working with a coach and and I was looking at like, okay, what are my passions? What I'm good at? I am really good with money. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm passionate about it. I am. Um, and one of the things that I really enjoy is I really like a lot of the things that Dave Ramsey says, like I said, I'm not 100%. I'm about 95% Dave Ramsey. There's mm-hmm. 5% of it. I'm like, that's for the masses. Let's talk about the individual. I'm a little different than the individual. There are some things I'm a little bit of a special snowflake on, but not <laughs> everything. Um, so because I've learned my, yeah, I've learned my lessons and I live a different way now. Um, but that said, everyone can do this. And so I was out looking at what positions he had available because like what if i want to go work for him mm-hmm. and i loved nashville when i lived there i can move back to nashville and so i was looking yeah. at that and he they were rolling out this new program that was a 
um, Financial Peace University, which is Christian-based. I mean, uh-huh. it's biblical. Mm-hmm. But for the corporate world. And so it stripped out the verses and the lessons are there, but they just don't have scripture attached to it. And I was like, huh. So I was looking at what if I went to go work for them, running that program yeah. for them and stuff. And so that didn't work out. That's fine. God has a plan. Yes. So, but it kind of got in the back of my mind. And one of my friends from when I lived in, in Boise, um, Jeanette is, uh, was a PR person and she's now doing PR for a big, big church in Kansas, Kansas City, Missouri. And she, um, she had posted that she was working directly with Dave Ramsey and his team on putting together this program called Margin Casey and for Kansas City. And they were um, doing, pulling together 100 churches from Kansas City, Kansas, and Kansas City, Missouri, and the local governments and all of these service organizations to run a financial peace university like across the two cities mm-hmm. and to supplement it with other other um, habits and to be able to just what would happen and so she had posted that I'm like god this is really interesting keep me posted on it so she's been posting and then I'm going to read this um, that she had posted in November because this is where I'm going with where, what I have on my heart and my vision here so this is her post today was the culmination of a, of a whole lot of hard work and yet it's just the beginning last year a vision was cast with this question what if the churches of Kansas City collectively joined forces to teach financial and intentional living principle for 10 weeks on Sunday mornings and supplemented that with offering Dave Ramsey Dave Ramsey's financial peace university during the week what could happen so she said she's loved the opportunity to play in it, blah, blah, blah. Um, in fact, we're, we believe that we're not only changing our future, but our kids' future too. Um, this morning, so back then, they had just finished the 10 weeks. The, her pastor announced the results of what they had the data on at that point was 4,000 households did this in 10 short weeks. And in that time, those 4,000 households paid off $17.7 million in consumer debt. $17 million. $17.7 million of consumer debts. That's college, cars, credit cards, those things. 9,200 credit cards are cut up from those 4,000 families. $4.7 million was saved additionally. So meaning in the emergency fund, in the three to six months worth of savings, like we talked about, those 4,000 families did that. That changes futures. That changes opportunity. That in changes 10 weeks. In mm-hmm. 10 weeks. Their vision is $100 million. What if those two communities came together and paid off $100 million during that time? Mm. And I've been, I've been noodling on this and thinking about what if we did that in Fauquier? One of my, um, one of my dear friends asked me to read a book, Dignity. Mm. Um, it's not my cup of tea kind of a book, but it follows through what does poverty look like in America. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a fascinating read. It was a depressing read. It was it was raw and and it pissed me off because at the end it didn't give me a solution. Mm. It basically said, here's what it looks like. Make up your own mind what you think about it. And I it kind of pissed me off. Mm-hmm. Gotta tell you, I mean, I was like. So don't make me read something that's depressing and not give me a silver lining, not give me a solution, <laughs> not, not give not, me hope, not give me like, and here's what I learned and what we think we could do, like a solution of some sort. So I was yeah, like, because God wanted, was putting it on your heart, yeah, girlfriend. Yeah, and so he, yeah, and so I'm, I keep going back to this. And that was about the time that she posted this. And I was like, huh, so what if we did that in Fauquier? I mean, we have in Fauquier County... We were the eighth wealthiest county. I think we're now down to like 22, according to the numbers that just came out in one of the recent surveys, but whatever. We're one of the wealthiest counties in the country. 
but over a third of our kids are in free and reduced lunch. Mm-hmm. So we are a, a have and have not. Yep. We are a, there, the margin is so, so wide in our county. Yep. And how do you fix that? And how do we impact it? And so I said, well, what if we were to pull all the churches together and do something like this? And so I start, I've started to have some conversations with some pastors and some of our elected leaders and somebody from Habitat and some of these different groups. I've started some of these conversations like it's kind of noodling around and kind of rattling like, but what if we did this? What, what would it look like in the next downturn if people didn't People actually had savings accounts. If mm-hmm. people didn't have debt, if they, if they then would they not lose their house? So we wouldn't have the foreclosure and short sale rates that we had, which means that those of us that have our houses paid off would then not have our house values when we go to sell it be damaged. Mm-hmm. So it helps everyone. If you can help them, it helps everyone. Mm-hmm. Would, would people who are that close to the edge? I mean, think about even last year during the government shutdown. Yep. People were worried about how do you feed my family. These are people who are making presumably pretty good money, mm-hmm. have pretty stable lives, but are living paycheck to paycheck broke at a different level. What if we could help them? Mm. What if we could, would there be less needs for services? Would there be less divorces? So then we wouldn't have kids that are having anxiety issues and stress and all of that coming from broken homes. Mm. If we took care of the number one reason for for divorce in America is financial issues. If we helped remove that from the equation, would, would mm-hmm. families stay together? Mm. What would education rates look like in our schools? What, what if they were not having financial issues and they could feed their kids? And so they were having full tummies when they went to school. Mm. What would that look like? What would, what would the mental health look like in our community? What would the opioid crisis look like if they weren't then self-medicating? Mm. All of these what-ifs kind of are coming out and, in, and yeah. in my heart and in my mind. And how do we do this? And one of the other things I keep seeing on social media, because as we said before, mm-hmm. I get all of my news from Facebook. Yeah. Not all of it. Ha-ha. But, <laughs> uh, but, I, but I pick stuff up. And I, keep, do. And, I, and I keep seeing churches are, are buying these um, this um, – Medical debt and oh, yeah. forgiving medical debt. And so I'm like, hmm, let's go look at that. And there was a church in Boise that did this. And so it caught my interest because I was like, I know that church. So when I looked at it, I'm like, how did they do this? Well, they raised that you, that there's me. Um, they raised the funds to, um, they raised the funds to buy medical collection debt from people that are specifically in Idaho. So I was like, well, what if we were to, do that in Fauquier and we look at all the Fauquier zip codes and we go out because it's nonprofit buys it from all of these other collection agencies and basically retires it, finds people to retire it. Um, so what if we were to start this off? If, if the number one reason for bankruptcy in America is medical debt, mm-hmm. what if we eliminated that through buying the first round of the, the Fauquier based medical collections and, um, and retire that. So people in their debt snowball don't have to have that on their debt, debt snowball. Mm-hmm. They can repair their credit. Yes, theoretically to Dave Ramsey, you don't need to have credit, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, the reality is, is, is starting out, you're going to have to have some credit. Yeah. So, but what if we were to help with that and pull together and say it's $2 million of collection debt that's out there? Maybe it's 40. I don't know, but it's about, so in Idaho, they bought 1.6 million. It cost them $16,000. So say it's $2 million. It's going to cost us $20,000. Could we get individuals to help with that, to donate money or churches to donate money towards something like that? And we come together as a community. So this is kind of, it keeps yeah. percolating and it's starting to, it's, I'm starting to get a vision for what this could look like. And, um, and I'm really excited about what this could be. And I really think it's because God's put all of these 
what I came from, the marrying who I married, the choices we made, the careers that I've had, the relationships that I've had, these opportunities. And I think he's been preparing me for this and preparing our community for something like this. And Mm -hmm. it's just like, I can see how we can really truly change families. We can change legacies. We can we can really change future. I mean, it's, I, I truly believe that we can change futures if we can do this because if, if, you know, if you guys can learn it yeah, and learn those habits, do you pass that on to your kids and to their kids? Yeah. So, and that's how you change generations, right? Yeah. Is you change it with you and, mm-hmm. and your kids. It, it and starts with us. It is that go to the, be the change you want to mm-hmm. be. Yeah, yeah I love it's, that. it's up to each of us to do that. So I just look and I'm like, that's what's on my heart right now. And I really think this is something we can do as a, as a community. And it's something I'm not saying it has to be just in Fakir. This is a program that's out there. So if you go out to Margin KC, I think it's .org, um, Google Margin KC, mm-hmm. um, you can look up how they did it. But they're doing margin projects like this all over the country. So mm-hmm. any community around the country, wherever they're listening to this at, yeah. can do this. It's not just I'm saying it has to be in Fox years. Do it in your own community and yeah. find the right people. There's um, there's Financial Peace University coaches out there all over the country. So. I love, though, I appreciate you sharing the vision for so many reasons. <laughs> but one of them is that. You just reiterated and reminded me and everyone that, like, when you get your act together, it allows you then to bless others. Mm-hmm. So it's like, by you, God, I feel like is using you, like you so nicely described, mm-hmm. like all these things coming together. And so it's like, I love that you share because one, if people hear it, and it's something they can partner with you on, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But then for us, like to be reminded that do you see what happens when like you live your life, right? Like then you can then be a blessing yeah. to others. But if we just stay so, you know, consumed with our own stuff, then it's just such a selfish, lonely yeah. life, you know? So yeah. thank you, friend. Thank, thank you. you for sharing. I thank love your you. heart. I think that you. you just are a dynamic person and people see the tall, beautiful, blonde, big smile woman. And I think <laughs> that the real, the secret that you hold, that you hold dear though, is that, um, and I shouldn't say it's a secret because you do give it freely. I think that, though, that just you have a great heart. Thank you. And I appreciate you sharing it. And thank you for encouraging me over the years. Thank you for supporting this, both as a listener and as a guest. Of course. And I'm excited. You you know, you've always poured into me that you're excited to see what God's doing in my life. But I am, if not equally, so much more ecstatic to see what he's doing in yours because you've been so obedient. And that obedience is just growing and building and I'm excited you. for you. Thank you. So it's, thank you for coming back. It's exciting to be part of his journey. Mm-hmm. And like that, it's it's a little overwhelming to have that pressure of like, he's he's given this project, mm-hmm. he's trusting me with his project. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot of pressure, but it's exciting to be part of it. It's an honor to be part of it. It's so cool to be mm-hmm. able to share it with you. And you yeah. asked me on Monday, like, what's, what are you excited about right now? I'm like, this is what I'm excited mm-hmm. about. This is, and what's funny and it's funny how everything happened. So I would shared this. I've been, I've been noodling on this and kind of sharing it socially. And so I have part of a Christian women's group that we get together the first Friday of each, of each month. And we have lunch. And this last Friday, half the group couldn't be there. So it was three of us were together. And 
I was sharing kind of what my vision, because I don't do resolutions, I do goals each year. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I have this goal, I have this vision that God's like set on me, and I'm really working on this and kind of putting it together. And and one of them said, well, if it's meant to be, God will give you a sign. I said, yeah, whatever. I got back to my office, and I'm not kidding, the very first email I got was about Financial Peace University from the Piedmont Community Resource Council that Lorna McGill and her husband were doing one through Path Foundation, which Lorna and I are friends. Mm -hmm. So I immediately emailed her. I'm like, we got to get together and talk about like what's on my heart. So she emailed me back and she's like, you have no idea. She goes, I've been praying on trying to do something and for God to work through me. And I just haven't known. She said, and you literally are the answer to my prayer. And I'm like, so are you mm-hmm. like literally the answer Oof. to my prayer. Like just like God's working on this. Mm-hmm. And it's such an honor to be part of that. So mm-hmm. thank you for inviting me and mm-hmm. asking me to share my, my vision and my heart on this. Cause I just, the more people that hear it and that get excited about it, we can yeah. change lives. I think so. And the more we share our hearts, I think that's the key is really share what's really on our heart yeah. is the key. So thank yeah. you, friend. Thank you. Appreciate you. And that's a wrap for now. Thanks for listening to Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. Music provided by twinmusicom.org. Song titled, Night at the Dance Hall. Sound editing by me, Jeremy Spittle. A special thanks to our studio sponsor, M&M Exteriors. Visit their website at mmexteriors.com for all of your roofing, siding, and gutter needs in the Northern Virginia area. Visit our website at flushingitout.com and be sure to subscribe. This has been a Spitfire production. That was the greatest thing I've ever heard.